all stuff you just learned along the way. That's awesome. Yeah, from day one with with SAP, I knew that I had to learn yeah. e- everything because yeah. it's just there's not enough money in it to yeah. be hiring people. Right, exactly. YouTube's amazing. Yeah, Google and YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, have made plenty of expensive mistakes. Like yeah. even with the podcast stuff, got the wrong advice, got the wrong stuff, so then had to repurchase things and oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm also a bit of a bull of the gates. So I'm like, right, I have an idea. Let's do podcasting <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> All in. All in. Absolutely. <laughs> Such an idiot. Who needs research? <laughs> totally overrated. Totally. I don't have time for it. Let's move on. <laughs> um, okay. Welcome to the Wits Up podcast. Sarah True. Thank you for having me. <laughs> We're a few days uh, on the other side of the Ironman World Championships and I, we'll talk a little bit about that. But before we get started, I need to have a uh, pretty serious discussion with you about... Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm getting nervous here. <laughs> you should be. Jumping off cliffs. You <laughs> you need a lot of practice. Oh, that was, My uh, goodness. Let's say... I over rotated. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a mess. Yeah, my my jump was not very comfortable. I'm still you know getting salt water out of various uh, crevices <laughs> in my body. <laughs> my best mate sent me the um, video that you put up, and he's like, "Best we have a chat with Sarah." I'm like, "Funny enough, I'm about to have a chat with her." <laughs> so uh, so next year we're gonna head to the end of the world oh, with yeah, you and yeah. teach you how to actually jump off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what what was good was I was able to you know contextualize it. It's like you know I put it into the Iron Man context. I'm like, you know, it's just like my Iron Man. The landing was a bit rough, but it was totally worth it. So, you know, like, there's there are parallels there. I'll take it. Yes. It was fun. It hurt a little bit, but... <laughs> it is very much like an eye distance race. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> on to the next jump. I'm going to be like, you know, cliff diver, one of those Red Bull cliff divers next year. Brilliant. Like, perfect entry, barely a splash. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Pointed toes and everything. Yeah. Did you just jump off once? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so painful. I didn't want to. No, actually, the worst part was climbing up. Yeah. My feet are just basically hamburger meat right now. Yeah, right. So getting out, I just didn't want to do it again. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> Everyone laughed at me last year when I wore shoes. You were really smart. Mm, I try. Oh, <laughs> so you learn. Exactly. Hey, kids. Life is about learning <laughs> lessons and applying them to the next time you try things. Important lessons on the Wits Up podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay, let's 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 briefly go over um, the Ironman World Champs. You're okay. you're a little bit dusty just because you did just do the Ironman World Champs on the sun, basically, yeah. and the Wadi Ink party. Let's be it's, honest. It, I was trying to be nice, it but I'm glad fun. you went there. <laughs> So you're dusty from a good 24, no, probably 48 hours yeah. of racing and partying. Yeah. Yep. So I'm not too sure how like in depth this conversation is going to be about your race, which I don't want it to be. Yeah, uh, triathlon, whatever. No. <laughs> <laughs> so over it. Yeah. <laughs> don't you reckon though? Do you, are, what, are you just caught? Oh, oh yeah. 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 I mean, most of it's just the lack of sleep aspect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just 
so much buildup. Uh, you know, I I knew there was going to be. So I definitely, I definitely talked to friends before I got here, and they're like, "It's a circus, man." I'm like, yeah, 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 circus, whatever. Oh, my <laughs> word. I was just blown away. Um, it's nonstop triathlon hoopla. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little exhausting. Yeah. You know, like, I'm a small town girl. We just don't, you know, like, I like the quiet and not lots of people. So I'm just sensory overload. Brain has shut down. <laughs> time to get me back to the country man yeah right <laughs> it is so intense and that's before you even step foot on the queen k yeah exactly yep. yeah you get on the queen k and you're like oh peace and tranquility yeah. <laughs> awesome <laughs> <laughs> oh man well let's let's quickly t- we'd be stupid not to talk about okay. Kona, but we're gonna make it really quick yeah i want to get to know sarah true knee groff oh is that how you say it knee knee isn't it Nay if that was your previous name? Is that who you Yeah, uh, Nay. Nay? Anybody speak French out there? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, previously known no, as. Yeah. But are you still known as, like, a lot of people would still call I'm you still Groffy. I'm still Groffy. Yeah. Does anyone call you Truy? Some people. They've tried it. They try yeah. it on. It feels uncomfortable to them yeah. sometimes. You yeah. know. And uncomfortable to you or you don't care? Oh, I don't care. Do you I, have any other nicknames? Um... Saucy or sausage. Oh, um, <laughs> thank you, Miranda oh. Carpe. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, explain this one then. Uh, so years ago we trained together. Yeah. We we won't say how many years. Okay, it was <laughs> two thousand six, seven. Oh my gosh, that was a long time. Over ago. a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're veterans in the sport, shall we say? <laughs> we we were training par- partners and um. At a camp, uh, I left, like, I kept on leaving these footprints wet, but I don't know why they were wet. That kind of sounds gross. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Wet footprints at the, in the kitchen. I have very large feet, and I apparently my footprints looked like big sausage prints, so then I became sausage, and then sausage became saucy, and within <laughs> certain, you know, part of the triathlon world, I am saucy. Sometimes sausage. That is my right. full nickname, but we we keep it short. <laughs> Your footprints look like sausages. <laughs> I guess. It may just possibly be the most random nickname I've <laughs> ever heard of, <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you reckon it's one of those nicknames though that it, you kind of had to? It's only a few people who can call you that. Cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm not going to be calling you exactly. sa- saucy or yeah. sausage. Yeah, so I mean, Rennie is also in that in that group of a few of us. She's Vinny or Vincent. Ah, yes. So, like, you know, again, only a few people would call her Vincent. Yep. <laughs> yep. Because that's not really her nickname. <laughs> no. And I there's a we oh, didn't Siri call? I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But I do. I do Random like nicknames. Yep. Yeah. Um, good little tangent. Can't remember where we began that tangent. Tangent. Do you have any idea? <laughs> You're asking so, the wrong person. Yeah, no. <laughs> get, get, I have this big thing of coffee in front of me. I'm only a third of the way, but as the coffee <laughs> levels go down, I think the uh, the quality of the interview is going to go up. <laughs> Let's He's see. hoping because it's rubbish at the moment. I know. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Well, I can't even remember what I was talking about two minutes ago. Yeah, but neither can I. So. Yeah, but you have mum brain. 
That's true. Uh-huh. How long do you reckon I can claim that for? 18 years. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Until we kick the kid out, right? Exactly. Okay. All right. All over it. Sweet. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's talk about coffee considering mm. we're sitting here having a cup of joe. Seamless transition. Yeah. You like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enter plug for Sarah's coffee company here. No. <laughs> Linden and True. Not available o- overseas yet. <laughs> oh, is it not? Well, it, just shipping costs a lot. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So how am I going to get my hands on some? Because I'm a massive coffee person. It kills me to have <laughs> for Brett to have just given me some of this oh. drip coffee oh, nonsense. Yeah. yeah. So how do I get my hands on some? Um Ask me the tough questions. Yeah. You know, heavy, heavy hitter here. Uh, you have great coffee in Australia. That is true. But I like to support. So Thank you. What I might do is I'll get someone who's coming from the US to bring some over for me. There you go. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Got to look after our own, for mm, sure. For sure. Let's let's quickly oh, yeah. talk, touch on... We, we let, didn't actually let's... talk about it. We just talked about you. <laughs> no, you kidding. You and your coffee. Let's talk about me. This interview is about me. <laughs> I bet you find this podcast is a lot about me. Um, you've been warned. Uh, okay, coffee company. First, yes. I mean, we, we chatted about this the other day, mm-hmm. but I obviously love coffee, yeah. like supporting yeah. triathletes who are doing something, right. you know, different and outside of just swim, bike and run. So let, let's talk about the company. Why coffee yep. and how's it all going? Where are you at? Uh, so coffee is delicious. But really the, the big thing is that um, my husband, Ben, his his goal, he's, he's currently a professional runner. His goal was to someday be a coffee roaster. You know, this oh. is going to be his post-running career goal. And for years, I'm like, dude, you can't just say that. How do you know? You don't. You've never even roasted before. Like, it's a. This is ridiculous. Like, you right. gotta commit. You yeah. know, put put your money where your mouth is. Next thing I know, he gets a super expensive roaster, takes up half the our garage, and oh, he right. starts. Yeah, he starts roasting. I'm like, well, now what? And he would just. Oh, I mean, it was it was cute, but over the dinner table, he would just want to talk roast profiles and just really geek out. He's like, "Well," and then I decreased the temperature like two degrees, and it created a crack. I just don't care. Do not care. Like our every day, we would get a new like uh, book or magazine about roasting. He just needed to channel this energy. Right. Oh, you guys are getting the long version, by the way, but yeah. You can just fast forward if you're not interested in coffee or business, but yeah, yeah See, exactly. Lesson, learning lessons here. Learning lessons. Um, and you can tell I'm now half the way through my cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's hitting the bloodstream. Yeah, it's just warming up. Here we go, folks. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Adjusting the position. Um, yeah, so I realized he needed an outlet. I was talking to Des Linden, who is a two-time Olympian for the U.S., so, um, a r- professional runner, and she she was like, oh, you know, my husband Ryan's gotten into roasting, and he's really geeking out, and we're like, dude, ding, mandate, ding. yeah, <laughs> we can set them up. So that's when the we call it the brewmance. The brewmance began. So well like, played. I yeah. love a pun. Well the, played. The brosters, you know. Oh, we God. also throw that one around. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so bad, but it's so good. And so on the nose. Yeah. Um, 
like they just started like texting each other back and forth, talking about the whole process. Like they would send us care pack. Well, Ryan would send Ben care packages. Ben would do the same for Ryan. I'm like, when's the last time you bought me a present? <laughs> like, come on, man. Um, and then finally, just like, hey, you know, I'm I'm doing I'm doing Boston this year, Boston Marathon. You know, obviously one of the world's premier world marathon major uh, races. You guys should do like a pop up or something. And there was a company that uh, Tracksmith who led us to have a little pop up. You know, we're scrambling last minute. Like the week before, we got a few hats made so we could have yeah. something to sell if we wanted to. Like just really scrambled. Like I put slapped together a logo. Yeah, like, just really haphazard. So we're watching the TV as Des is running, and all of a sudden we're like, oh. My goodness, Des London, <laughs> our business partner, is going to win the Boston Marathon. This was not expected. It just, this crazy really? conditions, you know, I think um, she's always had the potential, but on paper, you know, you look at, like, the, it was a stacked field. And yeah. You know, it would have been, it just was the perfect confluence of she's tough as nails and it was the world's toughest conditions for, yeah, right. for Boston. And she, you know, throughout the marathon, she was thinking about pulling out and she's like, I can't, I'll just go keep on going, keep on going. Next wow. thing we know. And one of these hats that Ryan had made only a week before he, the, the camera cuts to him <gasps> and it's this extended shot of him with the hat, just like tears streaming down <sighs> his face. And we're like, Oh, like, <sighs> Ben and I just looked at each other and we're like, oh my goodness, are you serious? Like, wow. How much would an advertiser pay for that? Yeah, yeah. Like, now we have to have a company yeah. for real. <laughs> so this was this was April. All of a sudden we had to, you know, get up to speed extremely quickly. Like yeah. we had a very slap slipshod. Is that that's a word, right? Slipshod. Yeah. Like yeah. I've not heard of it, okay. but it could be an American thing. Uh, let's just run with it. Uh, totally. W- website where we just cobbled it together last, you know, right. really quickly. We, you know, had to figure out like tax code and shipping rates and just all these things, the laundry list of things where we went into it thinking, oh, this is just a hobby roastery. Yeah. We'll sell a few beans here and there. Like, what is happening we have wow. to we have to figure this out um deep end massively yeah so we dug yeah. in we you know now months later things have kind of settled but we still have to figure out business yeah so we have to figure out you know how to write a really good business plan you know part of the challenge is that we live in different states yeah so we have to balance that out you know so we have weekly calls but it's just how you take two operations and make it one and you guys are getting the real long it's interesting yeah yeah Yeah, so it's it's i think um you know we're ryan's the only one with with actual business uh background right um but it's not the coffee industry yeah you know and he's he's always been on the sales end of things yeah so it's just figuring out you know you realize when you start a business only a very small percentage is the actual product. Yeah. So, you know, only a little bit of what we do is actually the coffee. Yeah. And, you know, the, the guys are, are good roasters. We want them to be better, though. Yeah. You know, and we have to figure out, like, you know, chain of supply because we would love to go direct to the source. But how do you do that and ensure quality? Yeah, it's 
It's all been very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. sorry, keep going. Yeah, so, the, you know, obviously the other 90% is is business. It's, yeah. So we, what's cool is we have acquired skills. Yeah. And this is what, if you talk to anybody in business, um, they'll say that, you know, a lot of the time your first one will fail, but the lessons that you learn from creating that, it just means you get up to speed so much faster the second time around and you do it better and more efficiently. So yeah. the way we look at it is like, you know what? This is a trip. We're not making money off of it yeah. yet. You know, like we have sales, but we're just, we're not paying ourselves yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we do have profit. We're just not paying ourselves. So it's yeah. our primary o- occupations are not that. Yeah, you know, we're we're athletes. We're still competitive, but it is something that we realize it, it 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 will help us transition to the next phase of our life. Yeah, and the stakes are so low. Yeah, you know we we stop tomorrow. We've paid off our roasters. Yeah, like we are paying off our beans. Where we have feedback from people how to do a better job. Like we've acquired all these skills. So it's yeah, it's cool. I think. Um, you know, as an athlete, there are definitely parallels between yeah. the two, and it's it's something that you know we can't we can't work for an, another person at this point in our lives. Like we're just I hear you. Yeah, it's once once you've been your entire life just taking care of yourself essentially, and you hold yourself accountable. Yeah, the idea of having a boss, <laughs> or even you know a wardrobe to go into an office yep because i hear i can't just wear sweatpants and <laughs> yep I, that alone would break the bank yeah i don't i don't have a wardrobe for an office yeah oh me neither yeah so see, being self-employed i think uh it's seeming more appealing as we go along yeah right yeah so has this kind of morphed into because i know you um quite vocal on twitter about Mm. things like thinking about after excuse me professional careers and things like this so has i assume the coffee business has just morphed into well that's our plan well our a plan post racing is that that's pretty much key now yeah i think um you know it will be it will be a while uh but yeah it's definitely that's the goal yeah you know that's obviously our goal is to yeah. do that um but we'll we'll see you know i think yeah. there's a also very real possibility i would do something else and i just kind of support the coffee roastery yeah. um but yeah it really the this whole process has just made me aware that um the I think there's this this common misconception of of professional or just athletes in general is that you know to be really good you just you only focus on that and you yeah. wake up you eat sleep and breathe triathlon yeah and the the reality is you can do that yeah but then what happens when there's no triathlon yeah or whatever insert sport there um, yeah and you see a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. So an athlete doesn't have other things going on in their life. If they get injured, yep. it's like the world's ended. Yeah. You know, it's it's you need that balance. Yeah. Um and it it's really it, you do have to find you do have to find what works, how much 
energy you're willing to expend mm. to other things because it can detract. Yeah. You know, April fried us um, because we were trying to do too much. Yeah. And we realized that, you know, we have a potential to grow this company very quickly, but we have no interest in it. Yeah. Right. Because it would take too much away from our training. Yeah. So, you know, I think, I think it, it's it's going to help us long term to realize that because I think a lot of the fear for athletes who are looking because you know I only have so many years we all only have so many years yeah. in this sport <laughs> yeah um you know you you have I think the scariest part is just the uncertainty right yeah um you don't you've been doing this one thing for so long you don't know who you are beyond that. Yeah. So it's carving out, you know, self-identity. Um, but it's also realizing that the future is not that scary because you do have other skills. Yeah. Um, and what you've learned as an athlete is applicable to other arenas. You just Absolutely. have to learn how to channel that. Yeah. So I think it's a really important thing for for athletes to to find other venues um, yeah. outside that have nothing to do with sport. Yeah. Because it, it makes it easier to move on. Yeah, right. Because it's going to happen. You yeah. Know, it's going to happen. Whether you're an amateur athlete and, yeah. you know, you realize that you just, you can't do your sport anymore because of health reasons or whatever. Yeah. Like, it makes it easier to move on to whatever's next. Yeah. And it's less scary if, if you know it's not that bad. Yeah. I think it's such an important message to to put out there because there's to me there doesn't seem to be much help in transitioning from being mm. particular elite pro athlete into the and I'm using quotation marks my yeah. fingers at the moment into the real world. Yeah. There's just um, there's not much out there in terms of support and help in the triathlon world. I'm right. sure there's plenty in other sports, but in triathlon, not no. really. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, so. Um, you know, this is something that I, I, I've been working with a sports psychologist for a few years. Yeah. And she works with athletes from different sports. Okay. And, uh, you know, Olympic sports are bad. They're they're really bad for that because yeah, right. you feel like a commodity. Like, you mm. you know, you're racing for your country. Yeah. You're representing at the Olympics or, you know, the highest stage. Same thing with, like, professional cycling teams where you are a product. And yeah. when you are, they no longer have use for you that's it yeah so you 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 can feel very used yeah um you know if you are doing iron man it's it's all you yeah um so in some ways it's a it's a bit you know the risk going in yeah um the the u.s olympic committee is doing a better job by trying to provide some resources um, yeah. i've been really outspoken like usat right now they they have new leadership and they actually came to me with this desire to to help promote, um, you know, transition yep. uh, structure for for athletes, and I I'm I really commend that. But I think they're the exception. Yeah, um, right. You know, most most Olympic committees just you're no longer competing for us. We just don't care. Yeah, right. Yeah, and in name they'll have you know job placement help, but it's. It's yeah. BS. Smoke and mirrors, yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. smoke and mirrors. It's, yeah. it's to make them look good, um, but it's not really substantive. Because yeah, you realize right. that it's it's not just about a job. Like when when you're when you're done with your sport, yeah. it's not that you're the hard part is not trying to find another paycheck. Yeah. It's when you look in the mirror, 
do you see self-worth? Yeah. Like, do you value yourself? Yeah. And if you've only valued yourself for your results for years, and all of a sudden you're no longer an athlete. Like, who are you? Who yeah. Are, yeah. And it's, I've seen too many athletes retire and really struggle. Yeah. You know, you, I've seen athletes like whether, I mean, it, and it's definitely, there's a, there's a relationship between the two, whether with mental health problems or Absolutely. with uh, substance abuse. Yeah. You see a lot of athletes struggle with their relationships and they end up divorced. I mean, it's, mm. there's a laundry list of, you know, within a few years, like there's this few year window yeah. right after retirement for athletes where some just really have a hard time. Yeah. And I've seen way too many people struggle to realize that we can't, we have to take it seriously. Mm, yeah. yeah. So is this something that, um, and we, we will move on from this, but yeah. I find this topic yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important, for, even if, even the worst case for, for us is just discussing it. Yeah. I think that's a massive step forward in terms of putting it out there. Right. Um, is, is this something that you've only in the last couple of years really come to, to realize, or is this something that's been in the back of your mind throughout your entire career oh, so from day one yeah because right. you know as in, there's no job safety yeah you know this could be taken away from me mm. at any moment yeah you know you have a serious injury you have a, a crash you yeah it could all go away yeah and when you just have that really you know fragile grasp on what you're doing there's that there's that threat there's no job security so yeah. you know at the very start of my career it definitely held me back um yeah, right just this fear of well what if it doesn't work out what do i do next you know should i be applying to graduate school what what is my backup plan yeah and then finally i kind of push that aside and i was able to get much better results when i stopped stressing about it yeah um then i realized that you have to be proactive. Yeah. So it's it's finding a balance between stressing out about it yeah. and being proactive. Yeah, and yeah. I think there are little things that you can do as an athlete to be proactive. Yeah. Um, you know, an, another part of it is financial planning. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge part of it that nobody teaches you as an athlete. Yeah. You know, you 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 have you have years where you don't make as much money, you have years that you might be really successful. And I've seen athletes live outside their means, um, mm. just not being aware how hard it is to make money in the real world. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you get, you do a race and you get, you know, $30,000 and that seems awesome. Like yeah. it's never going to end. And then you have, you know, three more years where you aren't making that money. Yeah. Like that was it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you can't. Like that's the you have to see those days as the outliers, not yeah, as right. not as the norm. Yeah. Um. You know. So f for us, we we live pretty frugally. Um, right. You know, we in, we invest in our sport. Yeah. But nothing beyond that. Like we yeah we drive old cars. We don't go shopping. Like yeah we're yeah we're kind of cheapskates. And <laughs> 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 to be honest, like I mean we we invest in things that will make us better athletes. Yeah. Beyond that. Um. Because we realize that when we're done, we have to have money to be able to transition to our next paycheck. Yeah. Because, um, you know, if we open a, a 
coffee roastery, yeah, it would be years until we're profitable. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so we better have the money up front now, yep. to be able to plan for that, and then yeah. we also have money set aside for old age retirement. So that, you know, yeah, the way right. I like to think about it is there really are two retirements as an athlete. Um, one is old age, which yep. we all go through, and the second is kind of hopefully a short term transition period from being an athlete to whatever you do next. Yeah. And, you know, you have to plan financially for when I'm done, can I, if, if I want to go to school, because a lot of athletes haven't gone to school. Yeah. Right. Do I have the financial resources to do that? Yeah. Because it could be four or five years where I'm not making substantive amount of money. So yep. I have to be able to plan for that while I'm still active. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, you know, it's just if I start a business, am I okay? You know, obviously there's also the the double stress of a lot of athletes will have a family at that time. Yeah, and, right. You know, yeah. it's one thing if it's just you, a single athlete. It's another if all of a sudden you're like, I have to plan for transition. Yeah, and I also have two kids, and you know, when you're in your early twenties, you're not thinking about that. You're not thinking about putting money aside for when I transition from sport and I, I have a family who depends on me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but that's what you have to plan for. Yeah. Like, yeah. we need to plan for a few years where I'm not making any money. Yeah. And I can support other human beings. Yeah. Because that's stressful. <laughs> yes, I can put my hand up and <laughs> yeah. say absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's so true. And I think you're right. In your 20s, you can live week by week and you yeah. can – you know, live out of a suitcase. You're like, oh, I'm gonna buy this, you know, fancy espresso machine, even though, yep, like I have no home to put it in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> goes well in the back of the combi van. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. What, yeah. I actually know athletes like that. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Next to their, it sleeps next to their TT, and then they sleep in a swag outside. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Oh man. Well, look, we could talk about that yeah. for a long time, and oh, it's yeah. something that I'll chase you up about yeah, later. Yeah. And because I, I think yeah. it's such an important thing to be um, telling, especially young yeah. new athletes. Right. You know, if they really want to make a go at it, then they have to think long term. Yeah. yeah. Um, but let's talk a little bit more about you and yeah. it looks like your your eyes are starting to open oh, yeah. up a little bit now coffee three, we're quarters. three quarters of the way through yeah. the coffee we're sweet as now <laughs> it's hit the bloodstream yeah. uh, so fun caffeine fact it takes 30 to 45 minutes for caffeine to hit your bloodstream um or to have its optimal effect so, okay yeah it it is immediately absorbed into your bloodstream but it, there is a lag effect is that in liquid form only. What about like if you're taking a caffeine tablets? It's just it's just caffeine, yeah. Right. Yeah. So you 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 feel it right away, but it kind of peaks. Um, and right. then we can talk about half life of caffeine. I mean, I know all sorts of coffee facts. You want coffee facts? I'm your girl. <laughs> <laughs> Best coffee in the world? Where do you find it? That's highly debatable. It's um, true. In in general, Kenya is considered uh, the most premier place for coffee. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, they they have uh, exceptional specialty coffee there. You know, grown yeah. in micro lots that are, you know, they do a really good job. Yeah. 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 And what's your go to coffee? You walk into a cafe, you sit down. Oh. They put a coffee in front of you. I mean, I I really, so we 
Look, this is, we're really going to, I'm going to sound like super pretentious right now. I'm pretty um, sure I can match you in terms okay, of coffee. Okay. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so our, I mean, we, if I were to go to a cafe, I, I would prefer a pour over. Um, ah, yep. Because, so we, we kind of approach coffee like wine. Um, ah. Where you really, so we're, we're all about the single origin beans yeah and really want to be able to differentiate between the two because you really get that you know you get that terroir uh you know the 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 lands and the <laughs> environments you know translated to the bean and you get all the subtleties <laughs> um no it's it's so pretentious but it's really true like yeah it's 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 fascinating the differences the regional differences um you know because it's it's one it's, it's one plants like it's one i mean one species of plant and you have all these different varietals um i mean i can really geek out right now but like you could i'll cut you off so yeah (laughs) you know if i'm going to a place that offers it i'll try different pour overs because right you know it really allows the flavor to come through yeah um but i don't mind a good espresso yeah I've even been known to drink milky drinks, but then you don't really taste the coffee. You taste the the milk. Yeah. Yeah. But they're comforting. I don't judge. (laughs) If you, if you, if you want to put milk and coffee or milk and sugar in your coffee, I won't judge you too much. (laughs) I swear. But if you don't drink coffee, I will judge you because, you know, it's a delicious beverage. Yeah. You can't trust people who don't drink coffee. So you can't trust people who don't like dogs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're yeah. definitely a dog person, aren't you? I'm totally a dog. Yeah, oh, same. Yeah. yeah. What kind of dog do you have? He died. Oh, God. Oh. As soon as I said that, yeah. I was like, no. I do actually know no. this. I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, it's, it's, he had an amazing life. Exactly. He would have been yeah. very, very lucky. He, yeah. he was a good boy. So the heart, he, this is where it's really hard to be in a two athlete couple because this is, yeah. this is where, um, when I met, Ben, he yeah. had this like big tan fluffy wolf dog. Yeah, and I wasn't too sold on him. I'm like, they're a package deal. And then you weren't sold on the dog. I wasn't sold on the dog. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. No, I I, sure I was, was totally the into dog. the dog. Wasn't sure about the man. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I think there's actually a movie about that. <laughs> she keeps seeing the guy because she loved the dog, or maybe it's vice versa. Anyway, I, yeah. I I fell in love with both the man and the dog. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh so he he was you know he's about 10 years old yeah ben went off to race in europe yeah and he was starting the dog was starting to have some like difficulties right so he we went um actually the day ben left to go over to europe uh i took him in because the dog was having a hard time breathing he ended up having liters of fluid taken from his lungs Aww. so we realized it was pretty advanced cancer, you know, um, just try to hopefully like he was gone for, Ben was gone for a week. Yeah. Hopefully he would be okay by the time he gets back. Yeah. As the week progresses, I realize that this is, I have to make the call. Man, oh, we're taking a dark turn. Um, yeah. but it's, but I think it, it is, it's part of, it's part of life. Like, yeah. So I had to make the decision like, can this dog hold on until Monday yeah. when Ben gets back? Yeah. Or do I have to put down this dog that has been with him his entire adult life? Yeah. 
you know, that was in his life before I was. Yeah, yeah. So I had to make the call because he was clearly suffering. And I got closure. Um, he did not. Because yeah. while Ben's bus was going off to the airport, like the dog was in the clinic getting fluid drained. So he didn't get to say goodbye. And oh. just like he comes home. And I'd like remove the dog bowls and there was no trace of the dog other than hair. I mean, this was a super hairy dog. So yeah. we're going to have hair in our <laughs> life every, you know, yeah. for, for years. Yeah. Um, so it was just heartbreaking to see him just reconcile. Because like for so much of our, our when we were dating in early part of our marriage, um, I would be gone for months. Yeah. You know, doing all the IT races around the world. And this dog was his constant companion. Yeah. So all of a sudden, like, his buddy, like, his best oh, friend, God. his, like, stand-in <laughs> for me yeah, was gone. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you make me cry. Steph is tearing up right now, and it's really sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but it's... Oh, gosh, now I'm... Yeah, sorry. Like, yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, he was a good dog. Um, but th this is this is the side of there is when athletes say there is no sacrifice involved, you're not taking into account other beings. Yeah. So for me to go off to a race, it doesn't really it, there's no sacrifice on my part. Yeah. But there is from the people around us or yeah. the, the dogs around us. Yeah, so yeah. like I'm getting to do what I love to do. You know, Ben's getting to do what he loves to do, but it still comes at a cost. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, the experience of the dog, like the, the trade-off is that he didn't get to say goodbye. Like it just, yeah, yeah there is sacrifice involved. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Obviously, I'm a yeah. dog person as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, they become the part, parts of our lives. and Oh, absolutely. You yeah. Know, like like I told Ben, you know, it's for a while we're going to be feeling like a dog-shaped hole in our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. He's definitely part of your family yeah. and always will be. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Don't know. I think we always have to hit pause so that we can. Yeah. I don't even know how to segue into yeah, anything else now. Sorry to happier, even... Happier, happier kind of conversation. But okay. it is happy. It, oh, that's, so that's the, the thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. You, for that, I don't want to say moment of sadness because it will go right. on for, for some time, but 10 amazing years, the yeah. dog would have been the luckiest dog on the planet. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's nothing that can fill your heart as much as having a companion like that. Right. Like they're just... I don't know. I got a dog when I was single and I remember I thought, oh, I can't, I can't let him sleep on the bed because you've got to teach him training this right, and that. And right. I reckon I lasted two days and I thought, no, I want a companion. I yeah. want, you know, yeah. this little guy in my life. Yeah. And when Brett, Brett was, uh, sorry, Henry was one when Brett came into our lives yeah. and they weren't keen on each other oh, really? and it was so close to being a deal breaker for me yeah absolutely because <laughs> i'm like if you can't get along with henry right. then later <laughs> now they're totally okay. obsessed with each other yeah. um but 
yeah and anyone who follows me on social media knows yeah, yeah. how obsessed i am with yeah. the dog yeah um and now i'm super excited for frankie yeah. our daughter to you know Aww. spend the next few years with him yeah and yeah so it's Anyway, coffee and dogs is all we've talked coffee, about. It's well, great. Listen, those are great topics. Yeah. Okay. Let's. So one thing you did say, and I said this to you at the start of the yeah. um, podcast that we don't actually really talk about triathlon, which is pretty much proof of what we've talked about for the last half an hour. But um, so we want to find out who the you know the person is behind the athlete. And one thing oh, that you actually my. said before was no, but it was a really cool thing. Was you said you look in the mirror and. Mm-hmm ask what your worth is, who are you type yeah. of thing. So I was like, oh, that's a good little segue. But that was about 20 minutes ago. So I don't yeah. think you can still call it a segue <laughs> if it was 20 minutes ago. Um, but let's find out a little bit more about you, the person. Uh, I'm not, if you could just talk. No. Yeah. <laughs> just look um, at the clock. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. No, we're good. Uh, me, the person. Uh, well, I'll Ooh. ask you questions. Yeah. You don't have to just give me your life story. Yeah. I that mean, could take some time. That's That's – that's hard. I'm an onion. Oh, there are many, many layers. layers. Many it's layers. a Shrek reference. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, it. But so, so if if I guess in twenty years mm-hmm. you, you're not in triathlon yeah. anymore, yeah. Um, in in any degree, yeah. You, I don't know if you've got kids or friends' kids or or whatever, yeah. and they're saying to you, you know. What, what does my life look like in 20 years has yeah. nothing to do with my occupation yeah so very quiet yeah we'll have land yep um like barns and buildings and a coffee roaster and <laughs> a lot of animals yeah, so right. we one of our like future brainstorming is we like to talk about what livestock we're going to have you know, just how many goats, yeah. like, and how many other animals. So yep. definitely on the list, we have one donkey. Gotta um, have a donkey. Gotta have a donkey because <laughs> it's going to be our maple donkey. So we're the part of the <laughs> right now. Like this is this is actually not a thing, but we're making okay. it a thing. Okay. Um, so where where we live in the U.S., it's it's known for a lot of maple trees. That's where maple syrup comes from. Right. Um. Yeah. Australian maple syrup is not maple syrup. I don't know what it is. Okay. It really makes me angry. Uh, false advertising, but whatever. Uh, but wait, what? what it is maple syrup? What's maple syrup in Australia? What's Well, sometimes you'll see maple syrup and, and it's just like this, I don't know. It doesn't taste. It's not It's not from maple trees right. is in it just Canada or I think it's technically, well, you can have both things. You have basically maple flavored syrup or Uh, you have uh something that comes from trees that tastes nothing like what we have in the northeast okay um so basically if it's not from canada or the northeastern u.s it's bs so just put it down and or incur my wrath um (laughs) very passionate yeah i feel i feel very strongly about maple syrup um Maple syrup, coffee, and dogs. Uh, yeah, yeah, learning a lot about you. This is great. Okay. Carry on so, with your okay, maple donkey. So maple donkey, um, <laughs> whose name has yet to be determined. We haven't met him yet or her. That's true. Yeah. So maple donkey, um, so basically like the process is you put buckets out in trees 
And yep. when the spring is <laughs> looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> and you uh you put taps into the trees, you drill them in. Okay. When the temperatures drop at night in the springtime, um, or the temperatures are still cool in the night, but it's warm during the day, you get uh you get the the fluids going back and forth in the tree. And basically what you end up with is in the buckets is this very kind of sweet water. Right. Um, Because all the sugars are being transported between the leaves and the roots. Yeah. You take that, those buckets. Maple Donkey is going to take (laughs) the buckets (laughs) because I don't want to lift all them. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They they take them to our Maple Shack. Um, So we have Maple Shacks. Again, one of our many outbuildings that we're going to have. Right. So you you have this maple shack, and it's it's a multi day process where basically you just take this sugary water and you boil it down to syrup. Um, right. And so Maple Donkey's job is primarily to do that, like transport the buckets. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Maple Donkey's name has to be Maple Donkey. <laughs> but then. What does Maple Donkey do the other 50 weeks of the year? Like, oh. we're talking about identity here, Steph. Like, oh, okay. when Maple Donkey looks it's, in the mirror. <laughs> it's like calling you Sarah Triathlete. Exactly. Isn't it? Yes. I'm more than just a donkey, Maple I'm Donkey. More than Maple Donkey. I'm also, uh, he could be a rock donkey. I mean, he could be like carrying uh, me donkey. Like, <laughs> Donkey rides for the local children. Totally. Uh, he's oh no, a, he's a bit of a biter. <laughs> <laughs> we need that one in the bud pretty quickly. Yeah. I don't think so. Not kid friendly, maple yeah. donkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Good old. Uh, All right. Well, keep me posted on the name. Yeah. I look yeah. To, well, yeah. I ha- we have years to determine. So True. yeah. Uh, back to my livestock list. Yeah. Okay. okay so Sorry, maple carry donkey. On. We have chickens. We have yeah. um, multiple dogs. Yeah. Uh, of course. Yeah. Because you got to have dogs. But, and, a, and a mixed breed of dogs? Like a. Uh, TBD. I, ben likes giant breeds. Yep. I, the bigger, the better. Yep. Has to be, you know, twice my size kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, our compromise breed, <laughs> if we were to get. But I also I like the idea of rescue. Our previous dog was a rescue, right? Um, and there's so many dogs out there. But yeah. yeah, our kind of if if we were to compromise on a dog, it would be a bull mastiff. Oh, okay. Once you get really large with dogs, it's either lots of drool oh, or yeah. lots of hair. Yep. I'm not into the hair, mm-hmm. so you get a drooly dog. Um, see, I choose hair over drool any day. Really? Yeah. Oh. See, I haven't had a drooly dog, so Ugh. yeah. But they're gonna be they're gonna be out sleeping in the barn with Maple Donkey. So, <laughs> so Maple Donkey gets along with dogs. Oh, totally. Just and the goats. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so do- okay, but so the dogs aren't sleeping inside ever. Well, if you were a dog, would you rather hang out in a stinky barn with a bunch of animals? I guess dogs do like smells, yeah, don't they? they? Love, yeah. yeah, but yeah. dogs also love the foot of the bed. I, oh, yeah, yeah, tough yeah. call. 
Yes. But, but when you have a <laughs> when you have a two hundred pound dog, do you really want them in? Yeah, the it's bed? true. Yeah, our dog's pretty small. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And once you let the dogs in, Maple Donkey is going to be kicking down doors as well. I imagine <laughs> he sounds like he's got a bit of an attitude. He would be pissed. <laughs> okay, so you've got chickens, dogs. Uh, just one donkey. You can only have one donkey, right? Well, he's got an attitude. He doesn't yeah. want to share his workload. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not sure it's his workload that he wants to share. Like, I reckon he'd like fob that off to the next person. Yeah. And he'd he'd yeah. be hang, out, hang around Maple Donkey. Just Well, so we, of, of our group, um, Maple Donkey's like the Kim Kardashian. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and everybody else just works for him. Okay, we're really digressing here. Yeah, but um, you've obviously really thought about <laughs> no. this as well. No, no, this isn't on the fly. You have given this a lot of thought. I'm no. willing. Yes, you have. have That's not. what happens when you ride your bike for five to six hours and you've got nothing else to think about. I can tell. No. You've, you've, you've framed a little, there's a little story. There's a book coming along with this whole. Just kind of spitballing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> believe you for a second okay so chickens dogs we, a donkey we've talked about a couple of bison um they're like the massive bulls right well Bisons. they're like uh um buffalo yeah okay yep. yeah yeah so what's great about them is you can just stick them out in the pasture yeah so unlike cows you don't need to put them in the barn at night um do you have to put cows away at night you should yeah oh okay Fair i right. mean we get a lot of snow and ice. I think oh. maybe other places you'd be fine. Yeah. But when it's freezing temperatures, cows will die if they're outside okay. all day. Right. Um, you know, future reference. Okay. <laughs> in my little townhouse in Melbourne, I'll make use of that. <laughs> if you're listening to this right now, <laughs> I totally understand if you have just if you're stopping and you're like what the heck is i'm this? pretty sure no one is still no, listening <laughs> they're like i thought this was a triathlon podcast yeah. i want to hear about your nutrition <laughs> cow's milk yeah. uh, uh, that's what editing is for people oh man. <laughs> i'm not editing anything what no. oh stream of consciousness all right it's brilliant yeah yeah. Um, any other? So we're up to bison. Anything yeah. else that's going on the aardvark? <laughs> no aardvarks. Okay. <laughs> oh, the arg. <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> Baby like, brain. I don't. I don't know what farms you've been to, but normally there are no aardvarks yeah. there. <laughs> oh my god! And I'm trying to be a smart ne- ass. Ne- next that. to the anteater. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going alphabetical order. <laughs> Uh, children's books yeah letter books um i don't even know what we're talking about anymore uh we were talking about animals what is my life apparently there's gonna be a lot of like shoveling animal ground is there any way we can get maple the donkey to do (laughs) no it's not even maple the donkey it's just maple donkey (laughs) yeah come on yeah yeah sorry get him it's a he i just assumed it was a he yeah yeah sure yeah yeah um okay we i need to get off the animals <laughs> we've not actually talked about you at all um okay let's tr- quickly try and fly through this um oh, f- f- family yeah brothers and sisters yeah uh older brother older sister my brother lives in the same town as me uh, oh, okay. when 
Ben and I first met. It was just my brother lived in town with his wife. They now have four kids, which is oh, awesome because wow. I get to be Aunt Sarah and spoil them and yeah. hang out. And they're they're really cool kids. Yeah. Um, Auntie job is awesome. It's really fun. Yeah. It's really fun. And they're yeah. just – they're really awesome kids. Um, yeah. So – they live there. My parents bought a farm north of us about half an hour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A couple of years ago. Do they have a maple donkey? They do not. They only had chickens. Oh, um, okay. Would we call it a farm if it's just no, chickens? No. So it's, it's, it's land. They have land. <laughs> they have some buildings on the land. <laughs> <laughs> they have it's limited animals. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then my there's a barn that my sister converted into a uh like a very simple house okay she lives in florida which is unimaginably hot in the summer so they come up um she comes up with her two kids yep. in the summers so poor ben my husband went from okay you have your brother and your sister-in-law in town, awesome. She yep. now groffies everywhere. Yeah, right. And it's intense for him. But it's yep. really cool for me because I'm <laughs> all my family within half an hour, a couple months out of the year. Yeah. Right. So you're pre- obviously pretty close with your family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're awesome. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And d- does he have – he doesn't have family close or anything? Or? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, his yeah. sister lives not 30 minutes. Yeah. But, uh, she lives in Boston, which is about two and a half hours from yeah. us. And his parents live in Maine, which is – they're about three hours from us. So still fairly close. Yeah. So you're – did you say you're northeast? Yes. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. is that right on the border to Canada? We're close to Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Ne- never eat. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. New yeah. York. Ma- Maine's above New York, isn't it? Uh, Maine's above New York, yeah. yeah. So okay. basically kind of you have New York and then Boston is partway up the coastline and then yeah. Maine's kind of next. Right. And we're inland. Right. Um, yeah. So it was triathlon. Is that where you grew up? I grew up like four and a half hours from there in upstate New York. So uh, okay. I, basically New York State – you have downstate, which is New York City, yeah. crazy chaos suburbs, and then upstate, which is like, you know, country. Yeah, right. Yeah. Is that neat? Because Lake Placid's up. Yeah, so Lake Lake Placid is about a couple hours from us. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah. So is it is that a big triathlon? No. Like, yeah. No, so I didn't know anybody. No, I knew one person who had done a triathlon when I grew up. Really? Mm-hmm. So why triathlon? Uh because I could swim and I could run and it yeah. just kind of, you know, I, I like a lot of people I watched Kona yeah. on TV growing up and yeah, it just, right. I filed away in the ma- mental back burner where I'm watching it. I'm like seven. I'm on the swim team. I can run. Yeah. I can ride a bike. This is a someday thing. Yeah. Right. And you know, by the time I was in high school, I did like a couple every summer. Yeah. Um, and then but it, at that time, I had to drive, drove like four and a half hours to do my first triathlon, which was a sprint triathlon, because that was the closest one. Wow. And now there are more. There are obviously yeah. more triathlons. Um, even, I think my little town had one. Um, oh, cute. So I grew up in a town about 2,000 people. Really? Um, yeah. And it's pretty. You really are a country girl, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> I'm, well, it's, the it's, animals it's, gave it away. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have any animals. Yeah. No, we lived in town. So yeah. We were, we were fancy like that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you, di- you didn't grow up with animals? No, no. Really? No. We had a, not pets or just anything? Just a dog. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah, I, exactly. So <laughs> I've always been a little obsessed with just critters in general. So I've gone through different, I went through different phases yeah. where I would just collect basically. So like <laughs> I would collect spiders for a while. <laughs> really? Yeah. My, my, my mom, I would drive her insane where yeah, fair I'd, just enough. Have, I'd have yeah. jars of spiders in my room. <laughs> oh my God. And then I had, uh, and I was always rescuing animals. So I don't know if I was actually rescuing them. Yeah. <laughs> I was taking from this beautiful, luscious tree and putting them in a jar. Oh, my God. Like, you know, larger animals than that, shall we say. So you were stealing neighborhood pets? Is that what you're telling me? (laughs) It is. Like, you know, baby muskrat, something like that in a cardboard box, like a duckling that had lost its mom. You know, it, had it lost its mum or had it been <laughs> ripped away from its mother's warm wing? We we had we had a little pool in our in our backyard and basically it was what falls in the pool of oh <laughs> fair game. Okay, so it let's rephrase. Be you were trapping animals <laughs> in your backyard pool. I was saving them. Yes. No, I yep. That's yeah, what, yeah. Yep. Um, so that was that was a phase. Okay. Oh, so no, no longer interested in spiders and critters. We do not have jars of spiders in my house. I think it's a very fair question. I'm learning a lot about you today. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then I went through this really big um, bird phase. Oh God! I mean, please don't tell me you put birds in jars. They don't like that. <laughs> Not put birds in jars. Okay. Um, I can't. I don't even know. Should I say this? Yeah. So there was a period of time. I was a little older than I. I was very interested in taxidermy. Um, I didn't taxidermy anything myself. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine if you just came home one day with a big thick. Like, oh, your parents came home one day and all the cushions have been, like, all the fluff's been pulled out. Oh, yeah. And they're like, uh-oh. Yeah. No, so I, I had a couple taxidermy birds. Um, wow. But just, like, so, actually, Ian, when when I went to university, like, I was obsessed with the natural history lab. So you had a lot of birds in jars and a lot of taxidermy oh. birds. So, like, that, there was also, this is kind of weird, um, there was a freezer full of birds um, but I was, I was, it was fascinating to me. Like I spent a lot of time in there. Well, but what about taxidermy is fascinating. This is not judge, like yeah, a no, joke, no, but no. like, a, what, what was it? Uh, <laughs> good chat. Yeah. No, well, let me think about it. It's, well, it's really just how you preserve an animal to try to capture some of its essence and there's some really weird taxidermy out there so you 
Oh my gosh, people people are gonna think I'm a real freak show here. We're um, way past that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so if you go to some museums, um, there's some really like historical attempts at taxidermy that are really fascinating. We're just absolutely misrepresents an animal's characteristics. Yeah. And right. just I think it says more about humans' relationship with the natural world than anything else. So you can actually kind of study it as, you know, how it reflects on us rather than anything to do with the animal. And it's it it's interesting to to kind of look into a person's psyche to decide how I mean it's really interesting like if you look historically at at taxidermy yeah yeah Yeah, there's some weird stuff out there well yeah like that automatically makes me think of weird people doing taxidermy who are dressing animals up in yeah but we're not yeah we're we're talking like natural history so that is fascinating in the 1800s just their assumptions about the natural worlds you know kind of becoming manifest in how they decided to position an animal or, you know, what they put in relation to. So it's, it really, yeah, I didn't, I didn't study any of this stuff, but like, honestly, if, if you have the, if you have any, nobody has any interest. What am I talking about? Let's just stop it right there. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I've never thought about it like that before. So I'm glad I asked the question. Yeah. 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 (laughs) No, I am. Jokes aside. More from the historical concept. I mean, yeah, yeah just how it f- how it fits into um, just our assumptions about yeah. nature. Yeah. yeah. It is interesting, and I'm not joking. Yeah. That is quite interesting. Yeah. I would never have thought about it like yeah. that before. Yeah. So well, thank you for teaching welcome. me that. Everybody else is like, you freak show, but thanks. Again, I'm pretty sure they shut off <laughs> half an hour ago. I'm, I'm very aware that you have to go. I do. Um, oh. But... I, I, we need to we've got 60 seconds mm. to quickly just talk about just Kona okay I just want to say massive congratulations Thank you. I, speaking to you the day before you were super excited it was yeah. really nice to talk to an athlete in, in Kona especially who was just to me it just seemed like you were just purely excited to race there there didn't seem to be nerves in that whole anticipation about things you just wanted to get out there and and have a crack and you were smiling for a big portion of the race but then the second until time i, I saw you up. on the run oh yeah yeah that survival mode no smiling Con- conservation of energy only yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but if you could wrap up your um current first time kona experience how how would you wrap it up i mean i so i just love this sport and it's very obvious yeah it's awesome i love it yeah so it's it, this is such a huge part of triathlon that for me to be able to experience it, you know, at this stage of my career, like I've mm. never been here to wi- to watch the race. Um, I've always wanted to come here to race. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. You know, yeah. not to participate. Like I wanted to be in the mix. Yeah. And, you know, whether I had to walk the marathon, the entire marathon or I was in the mix, like I just wanted to experience what it was like to cover the distance that you know this is the 40th anniversary this is this is basically where triathlon became a thing yeah um and it 
it's just a way to celebrate you know what I've done in sport and like how it fits into the big conversation it has nothing to do with overall result it's more just to do with my own journey in the sport um yeah and I you know I realized it wouldn't be complete without me being here so it's just it's a it's a real trip yeah I mean there's the flip side right like so Kona's totally a circus um yeah I think people take themselves way too seriously way too little bit yeah (laughs) like you know just relax and take it all in and have yeah. fun which clearly works for you yeah. that obviously works yeah. for you yeah yeah but it's just sport yeah you know <laughs> yeah the end of the day is just sport like yeah yeah this is a luxury that we get to do um, yeah yeah so i think it's really important to just be able to step back and yeah think of it that way and let me have fun yeah and we'll see you again here next year, right? Oh, yeah, but I'll be so serious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to hit play on this podcast before you come here. No. Yeah. <laughs> no it's, it's, it's interesting just I feel like anything at this point is a bonus because um, and I'm, I'm, it took me a while to be proud of my career in ITU. Like, it took me a really long time. Um, yeah, right. yeah, so I mean, we're we could get in. It's a yeah, whole so new la- podcast. yeah, totally. So last year, I was at this point where I'm like, I I'm just I'm a total failure. Like, Dude. This, my I trust me, I know. Yeah, like my career is a failure. I'm a failure. I let everybody down. I let myself down. Like, you know, how can how can I look in the mirror? Yeah, and my husband was just like, Sarah, if you retired tomorrow like you've had an incredible career like yeah you know you've gone to the olympics twice like you've been on the podium at wts series like overall three times you know it's how how do you look at yourself as a failure yeah and just it's taken me a it's taken me a year and a half to be able to look in the mirror and be like i i am proud of what i did in itu like i I'm even prouder of building myself back from that point. Yeah. Um, where I can, you know, I can be appreciative of everything in this journey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Like, it's amazing how we can reshape um, how we see ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, la- last year, totally, I didn't. I. Wow. I if I had retired that day I would have been so unsatisfied with myself and just felt like I don't think I would have ever felt good about my career. Wow. Well, I I guess time heals all, right? But it's been what I've done my approach since then that has totally reframed how I see what I did before. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, we definitely need to catch up again. There's so much more to talk about. Um, you know, I hate to leave just on that because yeah, that, yeah. that's a can of worms on a whole oh, different yeah. topic. So let's we will yeah. catch up again another time. That'd be great. Find a final question. Yeah. Um, when you finally leave this planet, mm. this earth, what pose would you like to be put in if you were made <laughs> into taxidermy? <laughs>
power pose. Hands on the hips. Yes, like Wonder Superman. Woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to leave it on, on that. Thank you so much for With hanging out. With a smile on the face. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully glassy eyeballs are not wonky. They're like, you know, nice and straight. That is very important. Yep. Okay, so for those of you in the future listening to this, you know exactly uh, where will where will you be placed in a museum somewhere, <laughs> some kind of museum. Oh no, like my grandkids' living room. You know? Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> not creepy at all. <laughs> and each morning they come in and they pray or bow to you or something. Anyway, okay, we, we, you really have to go. I have to go as well. I think yeah. I hear my baby crying. Um, sorry to cut it off so quickly. Oh, Thank yeah. you so much for oh, hanging my out. It's been unreal. <laughs>